Today's podcast is presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation, who are constantly trying to strengthen the Cyclone community. You can support tomorrow's big ideas with a gift today. Be loud, be proud, be a part of the movement, and donate to the college or a department that you are passionate about today. Loyal and forever true, let's all help Move What Matters by visiting MoveWhatMatters.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, guys, welcome to post game here on the Cyclone Fanatic social feeds presented by Carl Auto Group and Centurion Stone of Iowa. Let's break it down, Iowa State. Uh, well, you're also on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, of course. Really um, wild, wild game tonight, I, I, I thought. Um, there's a lot to get to. I, th- I think a lot of storylines from this one. First and foremost, uh, you you look at Iowa State's defense, and I was just looking at this incredible statistic uh, that Kansas averaged 20.5 yards per completion tonight. Now, that was skewed. There was an 80-yard touchdown pass, but that's an incredible statistic. Like, that is just wild. Uh, And Iowa State really, really, really missed Jeremiah Cooper at starting safety tonight. That was a huge talker. If you listen to what we do here all week, I really thought that was going to be a big loss if he was out and it turned out to be the case uh, it really got picked on in that spot multiple times probably gave up a couple of touchdowns in that spot and here it, it's not all there it's not all in Blake Thompson you got to pick six right like it's not it's not clean football you have a pick six you had a big kick return that you know probably should have changed the game uh, I, we, I think that was a bad call. I don't think Jalen Knoll stepped out of bounds. I wish. I think the officials probably wish that they wouldn't have blown that one dead. But you still get the ball on your, you know, the opposition's thirty to start a drive, and you come up with zero points out of it, right? Like so, those are just things you just you can't do against a Kansas team that is is a good team, right? That's that's a good team. That is a step up in competition for Iowa State compared to what it's seen. You know, it's last three games on this win streak. But, you know, you do stuff like that. You do the pick six. You do, you know, you just come up empty. You probably don't deserve to win the game. Really felt to me, too, you lose by seven. You know, there's a couple of missed field goals there for Kansas. I thought I kept turning to Aiden Wyatt, who was sitting next to me, thinking, that man, I'm still su- I'm surprised Iowa State's still in this game. It doesn't feel like Iowa State should be in this game with a chance to win this at the end, and they were. Um, 
I mean, I, I thought because of that at halftime, Kansas had gotten a little bit dinged up. I thought Iowa State had a really good chance to come back and be in it, have a chance to win it at the end, which they did, but just, you know, not able to get it done tonight. I, I think there's a lot of valid questions about Iowa State's offensive approach. Felt a lot like those Iowa and Ohio-type games where, you know, you come out and let's, let's see what the, the final numbers say. Not counting sacks, he averaged 3.3 yards per carry, so that got better as the night went on. But I would also note that's when Kansas was expecting to pass, so they had softened things up. Uh, the running backs specifically averaged 2.6 yards per carry tonight, so that's not great, right? It's not a it's not a great statistic when you've been running the football pretty well. Um, Kansas is a good team. We knew coming into this that both of these teams were playing – probably the best football of the season for each of them. Uh, and, you know, when you when you do that, again, step up tonight. Kansas better than Baylor. Kansas better than Cincinnati. You can't make those mistakes and really be lifeless offensively for the majority of that game and, and expect to win. But it, it you know, I, I just – I don't know. It felt like they were trying to do the old phone booth football thing early tonight. Not as early, really for the majority of the game, and it clearly wasn't working. Kansas was was ready. The, you know, they, they were stopping the run. They were getting to the quarterback. Rocco Beck was phenomenal in the second half. He had the bad – I didn't. he wasn't very good in the first half. I think he was like 12 of 12. In the second half, he ends the game 20 of 26, 206. He was phenomenal in the second half. But again, they just never, I didn't feel like they unleashed him tonight. The pick six, when you go back and watch it, I think was a route miscommunication with Higgins. I think that Beck had him on a post and Higgins was running a curl. And I, I don't know that for sure. I don't know their route trees and all that, but that's what it looked like to me. So I would probably put that 50-50 on the quarterback and the wide receiver. Not Certainly not all on Rocco Beck. But, yeah, you, you, you feel like really didn't deserve to win the football game tonight. The frustrating part is even with that, you had a chance to go down and win it and just can't get the big stop. I was really impressed at the end of the game how Kansas – you know, on these critical third down conversions always came through. They always made the right play call. The best play call of the game, Iowa State scores that second half touchdown in the fourth. Juicy Wiggles playing. This place is on fire. And Lance Leipold dials up an 80-yard touchdown pass on a streak down the middle. That was impressive. You know, that's a that's a big-time play call by, by that Kansas coaching staff. And Iowa State wasn't there. They're – you know, they went right after Cooper's position. 22 got beat, and, you know, Verdone tried to come over and help make the stop, but he was he just got there too late. So, I, um, yeah, I think that it was a deal where you give Kansas credit, but if you're an Iowa State fan leaving Jack Trey Stadium and you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, man, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. Bloom kind of called this. He uh, he kind of thought that they would go into the whole shorten the game a little bit more. I don't. I'll be interested to see Bloom's take on this tomorrow night when when we do our podcast. It just it went on longer than I thought it would. You know, it went on longer than I thought it would. 
I just thought you don't completely abandon the run. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, Eli Sanders ended up averaging 4.1 yards per carry. But again, that's what I, th- I thought Kansas's defense had softened up at that point because they were expecting the pass because Iowa State was down 18. So it's easier to run the ball when you're down 18 because they're backed up waiting for the pass. But I thought the game plan in the first half, it's challenging for the offensive line. So this offensive line needs help. This offensive line is not a hat-on-hat, dominate-you type of line. It needs help. And it got back to that very predictable run on first down, try it again on second down. Now you're going to throw it on third down thing. And that makes it hard. It makes it easy to dial up pressure if a defensive quarter. So I, I just – listen, these guys aren't stupid. I think Nate, I think Nate Shios, future head coach. Hell, he may even be the future head coach at Iowa State someday. I think he's really good. I wonder what they saw with Kansas that made them attack the game that way because there was clearly something, and it took a really long time for them to get out. So that's kind of my my general view. I'm going to go through and um, try and assess some of this. The, the you know the the good thing is um, well, BYU is getting killed, so next week looks very winnable, albeit it is on the road. And that's a tough road trip. You're playing at 9.15 Iowa time. So there's a lot of weird stuff about that game next week. I don't feel comfortable going west like that. Really, it doesn't happen very often. They're down 37-7 to right now at West Virginia. So, you know, that's very winnable to get to six. I would guess Iowa State will be a slight favorite in that football game, even after tonight. But, yeah, I mean, I think Kansas is pretty good. If that makes you feel any better, I think Iowa State lost to a good team. But it it's pretty critical. Like I, I had a guy reach out to me this week, and he's like, Williams, you're making too much of the Jeremiah Cooper injury. I'm tired of hearing you talk about it. If you watch the tape, when him or Verdon are out, the defense is completely different. It's been this case really since the middle of last year. At the end of last year, both of those guys were out with injuries. And you remember that defense against TCU. Okay, like – it's not even that they're like, – so I think Cooper is probably playing like an All-American this year, so it's a big loss. But the problem is the drop-off is so stark to the next guy, and I feel bad for them because they're freshmen. But that is a – it's a massive loss in the dime stack. And, you know, the good thing for Kansas is they got a really good coach. And Lance Leipold probably saw Cooper not lining up, and they had probably scouted the hell out of it. And they were ready to go, and they attacked it. They attacked it all night long. And that quarterback, Bean, picked it apart. I mean, he came in and he came in and really played good football tonight for Kansas. wasn't perfect, but he he did enough and made some big time throws, and more importantly, big time reads. A lot of the throws he made weren't even hard because the guys were that wide open because Iowa State safeties were so badly out of position. And it makes it harder too. I've, I've talked to a lot of these guys over the years where when, the, when when a backup's in, you feel like you have to do more and you start to press. So then maybe you get out of position. And I, I, I'm guessing when they watched the tape tonight, there were that secondary was completely out of whack. And it's unfortunate you'd like to be able to, oh, next man in. But unfortunately, I just don't think that's the case with this secondary. It was also weird, you know, in the first half, 
Miles Purchase didn't start the game for Iowa State. 31 got abused. Another freshman who I think is going to be really good, John Tess Williams, not ready for this spot. I guess a really powerful Kansas offense. But, yeah, any, anyways, that, that's my thoughts. I don't think you guys should panic. Um, Iowa State's still really young. Um, probably, I'm not going to say they're not ready for this spot because they had a chance to win it at the end, and sometimes you lose football games. But, you know, hope Cooper gets healthy, and I would just love to see Iowa State go back to what it was doing offensively. It wasn't completely radical, not trying to overreact. It just it felt... I don't know, it felt like more like early in the year before they really opened things up and, and trusted Rocco Beck. Uh, great, great point by my guy, Bryce uh, Sunderman, who's watching. Uh, that that was an insane catch. You're right, Bryce, on the sideline by Skinner, made a big-time play. Kansas's guys made big-time plays tonight, especially on third down in that second half. They're really good. Really, really good team. So, anyways – Two losses in the Big 12. Iowa State still has a lot to play for. Meaningful play, meaningful football in November. And uh, th- that's all I got for you guys as of now. We will we will be back. And, Chad, real quick, um, he asked, was Noel actually out of bounds on that kick return? I don't think so. It, from what I understand, it, it felt like the official wrongly called the play dead at the 31, which you can't. So once a play is called, you can't review it and then go back and give a guy 30 extra yards. That's not how it works. If he would have been down at the one and they thought maybe he stepped out, then you can go back and review it. I think the problem was that the official called the play dead. And I don't know. I don't think it was an accident. I don't know. I wasn't down on the field, but that's the explanation that I got. So there you go. Thanks for listening. Uh, 28-21, uh, entertaining game in the second half. Not a, or not an entertaining game in the first half. Fun game to watch in the second half. Too bad Iowa State couldn't um, pull this one out. Thanks for watching on the stream, and thanks for listening on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network.